Yes, yes. Welcome back to the Mickey D's podcast. Yes, yes sir. Episode to be determined. Yeah. Really, we're living life on the East Coast. Yeah, different, taking different it on the setting. road. <laughs> yeah, in a beautiful setting it is. Mm-hmm. We're in Boston at the moment. Mm-hmm. Fresh off the link up in Foxwoods. Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, got a chance to go check out High Rollers and uh, Shrine. Yeah. And we got a very special guest in the house. First time podcast. We do a good job of picking our first-time yeah, podcasters. You're, you're like the first-time podcaster. Let's do it. First time we yeah. had. How you feeling? I'm pretty yeah. good. Pretty excited. Yeah, yeah well, you guys. Uh, you, thank you for having us. First yeah. of all, yeah, thank, thank you for real. coming. Thank you. And yeah. I think Dane just got to do the proper intro. Yeah. So, for Randy. Um, ladies and gentlemen, Randy Greenstein is uh, joining us on the pod, and Randy owns what? Thirteen. Uh, Eighteen. We're up to. Don't short From, from <laughs> 18, Connecticut to Boston. And then uh, Gillette Stadium in Foxborough, too, yeah. Okay. So, yeah. Beautiful. so all that. And uh, <laughs> and um, originally, it started with Shrine. Shrine was our first, baby. yeah, that was our first official nightclub as yeah. Big Night Entertainment Group. Uh, my two partners, Ed and Joe Kane, had stuff before that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know if anyone remembers, but it was big outdoor, 60,000 square foot, 3,000 person place called Waterworks. Lord. Uh, oh, I, I actually DJed there, which hey. is... Oh, we'll yeah. get into that. Yeah. Yeah. that, yeah. that, yeah. that uh, <laughs> I DJed there for 10 years, and that's how, kind of how I met the guys. Uh, and then we started Big Night in 2006 together. And um, shortly thereafter, we opened Shrine in May of 08. Yeah. I have a pretty good Shrine sto- May of 08 story, but um, <laughs> they, in October of 07, yeah. okay. we, Foxwoods reached out to us and said it was supposed to be a towel from what they told us, okay. right? Okay. Yeah. Literally, it was supposed yeah. to be towel. Right. And I guess they backed out and uh, or whatever. You know, I don't know the whole story from right. their end. Um, but we got the call saying, hey, you know, do you want to look at this 21,000 square foot empty space right. that's about to open in MGM Grand at Foxwoods in Connecticut? And meanwhile, I grew up here, so Foxwoods right. was like my mecca. Right. You know, like, right. yeah. I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to Foxwoods. So <laughs> my, and then Ed and Joe, my partners were like, they've never been. Right. So we got in a car, drove down there, met the president of Foxwoods at the time, and like a day later, they basically had a lease in our hands wow. that was like, if you want to do it, uh, it was gonna it had to be an Asian restaurant, nightclub, lounge. Yeah, that wow. was the requirement. Yeah. Okay. So that was in May of 07. And then, oh no, October of 07. And we opened May of 08. Wow. It was dirt floors, no brand, no menu, Crazy. no Nothing. chef, oh my no God. DJ booth, no speaker <laughs> system. Oh it was gosh. literally beginning to end. It's actually cool because we ended up uh, linking through Scribble okay. with uh, Function One with uh, Dan Agney from Sound Investments, yeah. and so so through Scribble through that we locked in with with Dan, and now all of our places are Function One. So yeah. like that that was started at Shrine with the uh, I love that sound system, sound system yeah, and crazy. you know and and you guys were there this weekend. It, it's twelve years old and it still sounds it's still. Bumping. I mean it's. Perfect. It's yeah. flawless. Yeah. It's like it's bulletproof. Right. Um, and then since then we've used them all along. But it was a it was a wild beginning um, back in 07 and 08 and uh, to develop what is our baby. You know, our first big club ever as Big Night. So yeah. Yeah. And and now speeding up to 2020. Well, along the way you you've opened many restaurants and 2018 you opened up the Grand and in 2019 you got. Best Dance Club of the Year award from Bar and Night uh, Nightlife, right? Yep, yep, Nightclub and Bar, Night, yep, Nightclub nice. and Bar. Yep. And then 2019, you open up Memoir, 
uh, early in the year yeah. or mid- middle of the year. Yeah. And then later on, Big Night Live opens up. Yeah. So in the last six months alone, we opened $50 million worth of properties, oh, which is just the most ridiculous thing of all time. Jesus. Jesus. Now, now, Grand uh, was like a year before that, um, and that opened and, and really came out of the gate. It, it, it's double what we thought it was going to do. Like, yeah. it literally does double uh, what we projected. So it's, wow. it's incredible. Boston had never had a nightclub of, of, of Grand's, like, stature of like brand new that was a brand new construction right. so that was dirt floors too wow. we were able to custom we worked on it for four plus years we were able to custom design it we sunk the dance floor it had low it has low ceilings so um came up with like the whole kinetic light structure there's 200 lights in the ceiling that all go you know yeah. wave up and down all on individual motors um so we were able to just customize it high-tech 70 foot led wall that wraps around the dance floor yeah. so that was yeah i think it was late 2017 october of 17 is okay. when we officially opened the grand and then um memoir at at encore boston harbor and big night live were already in the works as well wow. um big night live was in the works for five years and encore was in the works for four years wow. uh so it's funny because everyone's like how the heck did you just do that and we're right. like it 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 didn't feel like a short period of time to us right because it was five years in the making you're planting seeds the whole way through yeah, there was, watering it, it, it was and, all yeah it was yeah. all all planning every day every week yeah. construction meetings design meetings and like constant meetings to right. develop what ended up being ridiculous brand new properties right. on top of each other so big night live is forty three thousand square feet holds twenty two hundred people to the garden it's a basically attached to the Boston Garden, yeah. yeah. And then, and then, memoir at, at Encore obviously is in a three billion dollar brand new casino. So, like the the, the surroundings with, with are a B, people with B. a B, yeah. Uh, the surroundings are just incredible. And then we were fortunate enough to partner up with Win uh, Company yeah. and. And Steve Wynn himself actually have some awesome Steve Wynn stories too. Yeah. Uh, we met here at Empire. It was really? the first time we ever met. Um, I don't know if you guys know Sean Christie, but Sean's yeah, a great, yeah. bo- great guy, Boston guy, president of MGM now. Yeah. At the time, he was with Wynn, and he brought Steve Wynn here to Empire. Wow. Uh, he was kind of seeing. It seemed as though they knew they wanted to have one local operator in the in the casino. Right. Um, so they were kind of like shopping it around, like who's the best local operator that we could work with. And Sean brought um, Mr. Wynn here to Empire first, and and our chef made like you know, <laughs> like really custom sushi yeah. stuff for him. Yeah. And, and like you know, the lights were on, the music was. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, nothing. Yeah. So so super VIP experience yeah. came in, and we got along, and awesome. uh, and he selected us. Uh, and this was years ago at this point, you know, yeah. three three four years ago. And we flew out to Vegas a bunch of times and had meetings in his villa. Okay. <laughs> His villa was in the hotel overlooking the golf course. And it's like we sat at his conference, conference room table and like did he, he was part of the design. Wow. Uh, it was just incredible. But, but that was memoir. And then, and then that was, like I said, like three, four years in the making. And then right. Big Night Live was in the making as well. And then they opened within three months of each other. And you can't quite, we, we, they could have probably opened within the same week of each other if we had, we tried to at least give them a little breathing room yeah. um, as much as you could but at the same time you have leases that were signed years and years and years ago right. that basically say you par- you start paying rent on right. this day right. oh, yeah. Yeah. And, and we actually started paying rent at Big Night Live in September okay. but we opened October 31st so we, yeah. had, we had two months of rent yeah, a little burn rate there yeah, yeah, a little burn rate there. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not a small rent it's a humble 43,000 square feet 
in Boston, brand new construction. Yeah, that shit ain't cheap. I don't want to do the math. Yeah. <laughs> Just um, to bust out the old Texas Instrument calculator. <laughs> but we're open. We're open, and uh, and and it's been a, it's been good so far. So. On this pod, in many episodes, I've spoken highly about the Grand in Big Night Live and and Memoir, and um, I try to explain uh, Big Night Live, and it's like I think when people go to a live entertainment venue, it's kind of just like a big open space and people stand around but yeah you've managed to bring the two worlds of a bottle service yeah. and ga to one venue and i when i went to the roddy rich show yeah and that was that was an incredible show and i'm looking at the layout of everything how many tables you guys have 40 24 okay 24, 24 yeah. each table was sold out and it was a and you guys announced it like two days before the show yeah yeah well the the roddy rich show uh, uh got moved from brighton music hall right, right. which was uh, basically a 500 person room in boston he was actually doing two shows right they both sold out it was a friday and monday right? friday and, no saturday and monday gotcha and he was going to the super bowl the day in between but what's interesting about that is that they booked it it was live nation and they booked it before he blew up yeah so right. they booked one show <laughs> And it's so you know, album comes out, it's on fire, sells out. Right. They had a second show two days later, sells out, and uh, and we were able to move because he was so hot, move both those shows into one big night live show and wow. fifteen hundred people. It was Jeez. it was awesome. He could have sold probably five thousand more tickets. That's how yeah. hot he is and right he now. Had him yeah. At the Grand. After. So then we ended up were able to do an after party at the Grand, which was perfect, um, just because the the Big Night Live show wrapped at like twelve, twelve thirty or whatever, yeah. and then he got to Grand pretty close to <laughs> pretty close to closing time. Uh, but he got there. He got there. It was close. I was sweating. I was sweating, but he made it. Yeah, that that night, and I don't want to throw numbers around, but I heard you guys broke your bottle service uh, record for that night. Yeah, I think, well, I think it was our second busiest night ever right. behind right. Drake. Behind yeah, because oh, we had That's Drake right. once. Right. Um, you might have heard of him. Yeah. yeah. So you can't talk. Yeah. That was that was uh, that was a crazy night. Um, but. That's a long story because he didn't really do anything. So, all the guys just sat there. But, but at least Roddy Rich performed uh, the box twice. I mean, hey, you know, oh, okay. yeah, he probably performed yeah, it a couple yeah, more times. And that. you had Esco before that, so uh, Esco was, 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 yeah. was great. Yeah, yeah. Esco all was great. Uh, eighteen properties of yours, basically, uh, basic um, in Boston and Connecticut. Yeah, Boston, uh, Foxborough, Mass, where Gillette Stadium is, okay. Craft Group, okay. and then Connecticut at Foxwoods. So okay. five at Foxwoods, um, which is Shrine, Scorpion, High Rollers, Guy Fieri's, and, and Red Lantern. Okay. Uh, two at Gillette Stadium, which is uh, CBS Sporting Club gotcha. that we do with uh, Mr. Craft, and then another Scorpion Bar. So we have three Scorpion Bars, wow. one in Boston. Actually, the Scorpion Bar is under the Grand, so the Grand is the third wow. floor. Right. Scorpion's the second floor, and then first floor is the, the entry. Um, so so nine, nine-ish, nine-ish in Boston, and then two at the casino. Gotcha, gotcha. I think that adds up to a lot. <laughs> so you have, you have all these properties, right? Boston being such a heavy sports city. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You got the Bruins. You got the Celtics. Yeah. You got the Patriots. And you got um, the Red Sox. Yeah, Sox. Yeah. Yeah. Like don't forget about that. That's another thing you got. I gotta ask. Yeah. You know, um, you know, obviously Red Sox, huge, obviously winning team yeah. franchise. Um, same thing with the Celtics. Yeah. Same thing with um, the Patriots. With those teams recently in the last, I don't know, year or so, you yeah. know, what I mean? uh, Patriots not making it as deep into the playoffs as they usually been making in the yeah. last couple of years. Yeah. Um, 
Red Sox not making the playoffs this past season at yeah. all. Be careful. How is that? Yeah, yeah careful. I wonder where we're going. This is facts. He's also a Giants fan. He's also a Giants fan. Facts. I wish we did this interview last year. We wouldn't be going down this direction. And the Bruins were one game away. You would have had a trifecta. I want to know how that impacts the your businesses. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, wait, does that does that help, or do you do you see a decrease in, in business? Or yeah, I mean, it, it, it depends, right? So obviously, we have two places at Gillette Stadium. So yeah. the the further the Patriots go, the better both those places do. The more playoff games there are at home, you know, yeah. stuff like that, which obviously has a significant impact on yeah. revenue. Sports in general doesn't have a huge impact on nightlife. Um, because games are done by the time people are going to the clubs at right. 11, yeah. 12, 1 in the morning. So, you know, we are the city of champions. That, mm. is, that is a fact. Uh, we have been for 10 plus years now, I would say. Um, but, except this year. Uh, but we'll see. The Bruins could win. The Celtics could win this year. They're looking pretty amazing. Um, so, you know, it, 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 it has an impact, but uh, it's not it's significant. Not I mean, obviously, all the players are the celebrities in this market, yeah. whereas L.A., it's all Hollywood celebrities, and, yeah. you know, New York's a mixture of every kind right. of celebrity. But Boston, our sports, our athletes are, are our celebrities. So, gotcha. you know, they, they, they come to all of our places and have a good time, and, and that is obviously helpful and impactful. I was going to say, the offseason sometimes doesn't hurt either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, the best, though, the best impact on nightlife is when they win the championship. Yeah. Right. So, so we had we actually had three Super Bowl parties at two two at Shrine for sure, and every year it happens to be Rick Ross. It's the weirdest thing ever. <laughs> so like, well, it's not, the first year we did it where where it looked like the Patriots might win. Right. This was three years ago. So we booked Rick Ross on that day, the Tuesday, because our Tuesday, I love Tuesday at Shrine, is the right, night. Right, right. And so we book it on the Tuesday, knowing that if they win Sunday, fly back Monday. Right. Parade Tuesday, and we're used to those parades, yeah. if you know what I mean. And then, uh, so Tuesday night, we would book Rick Ross. And if they lose, okay, we still have Rick Ross. Right. You know, right. 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 it's still sold out. We still have Rick Ross. Yeah. So, three years in a row, we booked Rick Ross, right? One year they won. The next year they lose, but we still have this crazy party. Yeah, right. And then the third year they won again. And so, so Rick actually jokes about it at this point, like he's the lucky charm, yeah, he's, and the, the charm. And the, he's the guy we had to book. But this year, obviously, we couldn't even we didn't even try booking him because Patriots weren't weren't you, getting you there this year. Pay attention yeah. to where it's like ah maybe we should hold off because it doesn't the season doesn't look too promising. Oh, we literally so sit good. there during playoff time and be like, okay, <laughs> we look at the calendar right. and like I, the. The DJ calendar, I, I probably spend 10 hours a week on. Like, I have spreadsheets every place, mm -hmm. and you've seen them. They're like, yeah. just each place, it's unbelievable. Because there's, there's probably 11 or 12 places that have DJs at least three nights a week. Some right. are four nights a week. Yeah. So we're pretty much, we have a team locally of 23 plus DJs that, that are working every night. A bunch on salary, like working every night. Awesome. Um, um, but, but anyway, the 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 booking of the calendar and looking at when the championships yeah. or those are definitely have an impact because yeah. those parties are we had the Red Sox World Series champion okay. uh, party at our place and nice. we had one too the night you heard about you heard about that one yeah, I think I did one of our buddies uh, Dre Sinatra was DJing yeah and he was the victim of a champagne and shower jokes. I did I did see that actually now <laughs> that you say because that was uh that was like a Sunday night or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Sunday night. night yeah. Like the Monday night, I think. Yeah, yeah something yeah. like that. But I think the LA party was better than ours. I think they 
I, I heard they, the numbers. Yeah. And I, I mean, Dre's laptop was spilling, but they they came through and they bought him the laptop. Did they? They offered him two. Yeah. And he said, uh, just just because. Oh, but wow. he's like, I'll take one. Like, we're not going to make a big deal about yeah. it. But, oh, that's a great but story. But he was like, it's already terrible that we lost. He's like, it's bad enough my laptop had to die with it. Yeah. With his hopes. I think the LA party was only good because it was literally the night of the game. Exactly. Exactly. Like, they rolled into it and they were ready to party. Ready to go. By the time they got to the Grand, it was like... Exhausted, yeah. flying back, Probably you know, the whole parade, yeah, that, the the like, so much oh, other yeah, stuff that's to a long com- 48 other hours. compete with. Yeah, and yeah. you just played the day. That right. Not only did you party, but you played. Yeah, yeah. That's, uh, that's cool though. So with everything you got going on, the crazy spreadsheets, the, the, <laughs> I can't even imagine what your schedule looks like. And um, you're a family man. Yeah. How do you balance those things? We always talk about on a podcast, like we're always trying to have people walk away with something yeah. that can they can apply to their lives. Yeah. Um, we try to be informative as possible. Yeah. So what are some tidbits maybe that you use in your daily you know, schedule? Yeah, or- I mean, balance is critical, yeah. right? So I have two kids, two boys. I don't miss any of their games, right? That's so awesome, man. My, my youngest one is a uh, national judo champ, uh, state wow. wrestling wow. champ, uh, um, football. I love football, middle linebacker, okay. running back. So like, I'll make every game, every match. Yeah. I don't care what's going on. Though that that's critical, and then my older one actually produces music, uh, DJs his 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 high school parties okay, and nice stuff. Hard. He's a junior in high school. Uh, he's making some pretty good tracks too, like electronic. I'm pretty excited about. Awesome. So like, I spend a lot of time with him on that. Bring him to Big Night Live. Bring him to the Grand. He actually does some of our video recaps. So Sick. like, bring him. So that's his. Our connection is music. Um, and the other one's the little jock in the family. So, <laughs> yeah. so the connection, and I wrestled my whole life. So I, that, that was our connection. Ah. So, so balancing and making sure you're home. Um, you know, like I was on vacation last week, which is rare. Okay. But I did spend a week, it was school vacation week. Deserved. So spent a week in Aruba. Yeah. It's so funny. Life is weird because I almost don't feel like I deserve it. Like, like I... Work, you work so much in this business. venues, come on. It's, it's, it's hard. It's so hard because we have 1,500 employees now, Yeah. Um, wow. which is like the most mind-boggling thing. Like to start in 08 with one yeah. and to now have 1,500 is like, it, that to me is the thing I'm probably most proud of is like is developing a, an, an organization that, that has that. Yeah. Um, but you almost have to fight the balance because my family deserves it and they need yeah. it. But then like I always feel like if I'm not working, I'm doing a disservice to the te- you know, the team yeah. too. So it's it's a weird mental uh, uh, issue yeah. to try to fight for balance. And right. and so I do the best I can. Okay. Um, and, and my family's pretty happy with the balance, but yeah. but it's is is it ever enough, you know, in either direction? You know? No, I totally understand. Yeah. Is there any It's r- a fine line. I'm walking yeah. a tightrope. Is there any routines that help you kinda like put you back in that balance? Like Because it's hard to walk out of it, you know, and, and you get back into your own daily routines or weekly routines if you will. Yeah. Uh, routine for me, like I love repetition. Like I love having the same schedule every okay. week, which is the most absurd thing ever because I don't ever have the same schedule, <laughs> right? So, but like we have all these nightlies, so like, yeah. you know, Wednesday at the Grand, Thursday at the Grand, Friday, you know, all, and then, then, you know, Tuesday, Friday, Saturday, Shrine, and then Sunday, Saturday, Friday at Memoir, so which we're actually open seven nights a week at this point at yeah. all the places, so it, it's, it's, it's trying to, and, and man, I'm in the office so much more now than I have okay. ever been. And, and not many people know how much goes into, you guys do, but not that many people know how much actually goes into like these nights. It's yeah. not like you just show up at nine o'clock and, and you open the door and yeah. it happens. Like right. There's so much planning. So we're in the office from 8A to 8P before the night even starts. Yeah. 
And now I've been focusing more on that and a little bit less on being out because we could be out seven nights a week. Yeah. I, I, I can't do that. Yeah. So speaking of balance, it's like making sure not being out every night. Yeah. Having some sort of routine of being around before the fam goes to bed. Right. Because that's, you know, like yeah. once they go to bed, it's like, okay, I may as well stay at work till, <laughs> yeah, till yeah, two in the morning, you know. So it's, it's just it's just balancing and, and trying to have a, a routine. Yeah. Um, there's nothing that really sets me. Work relaxes me. Okay. So oh, wow. uh, okay. I'd rather work than not work. It. Yeah. Uh, so nothing really yeah. resets me that and much. And trust so. and delegation, I'm sure, is a huge... Yeah, uh, uh, you know, uh, it's important. Yeah. Uh, we have an amazing team yeah. uh, uh, in every department. I'm so happy with our team. Yeah. You know, from the entertainment and the music side to the finance side to the marketing side, human resources side. Like, our yeah. company has now grown to a point where each department has, you know, five, six, seven, eight, ten people in it. Yeah. And led by people that, you know, we probably have 20 people that have been with us since 08, since day one, which is That's super awesome. cool. Yeah. And they've all grown and, 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 become a major part of the organization. So, yeah, yeah, it, yeah you have to delegate, you have to trust everybody to yeah. do their job. And I'm now more around, you know, for decisions. Like, yeah. you know, I feel like I just try to make 100 decisions a day and, yeah. and just bang them out and yeah. then move on to the yeah. next day. You know? sure. I think what's really cool about what you're doing is you have, you've had Buddy for a long time. You just walked in and um, you've had Vinny Vibe for a while. Jesse Jess and all these guys. Uh, yeah, JD's been a day one. JD was JD my first. Is, yeah. JD was my first interview in Connecticut. Oh, right. Wow. So he just he lived in Ledyard, Connecticut, yeah. which oh. was Foxwoods. Yeah. yeah. Who lives in Ledyard, Connecticut? <laughs> no one. Huffy, right. I'm used to. Come on. <laughs> yeah. Norwich. Norwich. Ah, but that's not Ledger. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> Foxwoods is Ledger. Yeah. JD lives in Ledger. <laughs> so anyway, so so I remember like because we had back then, it was twelve years ago, whatever, thirteen years ago, we had ads in the in the newspaper yeah. and stuff to like get people to come in. He was the first first interview, so I hired him instantly. Yeah. Um, from a DJ perspective, he's become our tech. You know, nice. person in Connecticut, yeah. and from lighting to sound to to DJing to working the schedule. So, so JD Costa, buddy well, who's you, here, yeah, Jesse, you, you've had Vinny, all these guys all of them, come yeah. up as DJs, and yeah. now they're working for you on the not so DJ side. They're yeah. in the office working for yeah. you, which is great because you hear about DJs being with the company for so long, but and then, you know, may sometimes it's their decision to just stay as a DJ. Yeah. But a lot of times they bring in people outside the company or outside the circle. And why not use this guy? He knows he knows the landscape of DJs yeah. and music. Why you why not use him as opposed to bringing in this guy who's not a DJ who yeah. doesn't know? Well, I'd have to say I, you know because I so I I grew up I worked at Kiss 108, which is the big radio station in Boston now an iHeart station uh, from the time I was 16 to 31 or whatever. DJed from 18 to the time we opened Shrine. Yeah. Uh, once we opened Shrine, I stopped. But so I think coming from that background of being a DJ, but that's not what defined me, you know. Right. It's what paid me for a right. lot of, you know, all those years through college and, and, and young professional and stuff. Um, but there's always so much more that I wanted as a person. Um, so I think that, that whether it be any of the guys we just mentioned, they or girls, they because uh, we have Melina, Melina. and and, and uh, um, Buddy has has and Jesse and everybody in the room has uh, coached a bunch of amazing you know female DJs that have wanted to learn how to DJ, yep. um, and they have actually we we teach them actually how to be DJs, not not fake DJs, you know, right, right, right. like they know how to play, they can rock a room for two hours, yeah, yeah, for sure. So so so. 
so talking about that too. But I think uh, if if anybody wants more, well, we, well, yeah, we have more. I wanted more, so right. why would it stop at at, at just DJing? Because you see, I think it's the best perspective in the entire club. So you're in the booth yeah. watching the whole thing, whether it be bottle servers, security, the crowd, the bartenders. Right. You're literally you see every single human in in the place. Yeah. So if you're if you want more and and hardworking and intelligent and 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 you know have have other passions, well, what's a better perspective than being in the booth and and watching what's in front of you? So yeah. I feel like that's where I got my perspective. You know, I also got to show you love and um, give you your flowers for giving uh, DJs an opportunity that uh, the DJs that aren't a part of agency. So like me, for example, when I when I got back to doing Shrine a few years ago. Um, it worked out, and then you said, Cole, we'll get you at the Grand, which was kind of mind-blowing to me because I just remember seeing flyers of the Grand, and it was Drake and T.S. song. And I re even remember saying, oh, man, it'd be great to do that, but I'm not even going to bug them about that because there's levels to this, you know? Yeah. But then you gave me that opportunity, and then I looked at the landscape, and I'm, as many times as you kept bringing me back, and I realized I'm one of the few, if not the only DJ that's not a part of a roster that you continue to bring back. And I think it's dope that you don't, you're not looking for guys on a roster. Like if you're dope, you're yeah, dope. Yeah, I don't and care about just, a roster. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't care about agencies. Uh, I don't care about a roster, especially when it comes to open format. Obviously, yeah. with the EDM stuff, the agencies are the ones you know delivering the biggest and, and, and international talent. But when it comes to just, can you rock a party, right? Because these are the very basic things yeah. that that uh, that we go by, right? Yeah. Are you a good person? Right. Can you rock a party, right. and is there no drama? Like, like yeah. that, that's all. If you can rock a party, and you're a good person, you're going to get rehired. And it's, so it's that simple. It's so important for our fan base to hear that, yeah. because all these agencies are popping up. Then you have the agencies that have been around for a while, and then now there's like a gig-swapping thing going on. So yeah. these some of these guys feel discouraged, and they're just like, I'm never going to grow, because no one out there is going to give me opportunity unless I'm part of these clicks or situations. Yeah. So it's dope for them to hear that, yeah, there are bookers out there that will take an interest in you, provided you put yourself in that situation, you, you do the right steps to get yourself to that yeah. situation. Yeah, yeah, well, you've worked hard, obviously, and you grind, and so we obviously knew each other even from the LMFAO days, and then, and then coming and rocking a party and being a good person, it's like, okay, well, when's the next gig, you know? Yeah. And so I don't look at it at all, ever, by who's with who, and I hate gig swapping. Like, because like, I care about who's going to play my places, right? right? Like, who's going to rock the Grand? Who's going to rock Shrine? Who's going to rock Memoir? Because that's what matters, not that you play in, I don't even pick a place. I don't yeah. even care. Yeah. Yeah. What, what difference does it make? Like, yeah. or, whether it be in New York, Miami, or Vegas, yeah. like, yeah, that helps if you're playing one of the big places because you're probably good, yeah. you know, if you're right. playing one of the big spots. Right. Yeah. Um, but, like, the whole swapping thing is, like, I don't necessarily get it because is it in the best interest of our clubs? Yeah. That's all that, that's the question I ask, which is why I continue to, like, have my finger on the calendar and care about the bookings yeah. and are such a major part of the bookings is because if you leave it up to somebody else, yeah. then gig swapping comes into play. Yeah. Then favors come into play. Right. Then quid pro quo comes it, into it play. Becomes your you know? part, it becomes a part of what's my agenda. Yeah. Oh, I can swap, so what's my agenda? How, how can I maximize this as opposed to what's make big. it great what's best for the yeah, club? Yeah, the club. Right. And, and so we, we have a very, very, very specific strategy of what night of the week has what 
what types of DJs, what types of music. Mm-hmm. You know, so the grand, just as an example, Wednesday is now a new night, state of the sound, turntablism, great DJs, dope DJs, fun party, industry, like DJs, DJs. That's yeah. what we want Wednesdays to be. Mm-hmm. Thursday's deep house, tech house, you know, underground music, like and it's a it's a genre that that is doing well in certain markets and is doing well in this market but it's a niche it's it's right. only for some people so we'll do that on Thursday Friday is our big EDM progressive house night I went um to Griffin's last show yeah he's Pat. he's amazing yeah yeah and and so and then Saturday is true open format you know like I want Saturdays to be as much AM style, as much mashup, as much a little bit of everything as possible. Love that. Um, because that's a party. Yeah. You know, like we want every night to feel like a house party. Yeah. Uh, and and play a little bit of everything. So I, I, if you choose your nights and and stay with your brand, yeah. the brand of the night, um, I think that's where success comes. Is the repetition? Yeah. Is the what am I going to expect on this night? On that night? On that night? Right. And then you can build followers and build regulars. And build, you know, DJs that that fit that room and that space, and you, be, you know, form relationships with, and yeah. which is where, you know, what we were talking about. And cycling back to being a good person, aka for our listeners, don't be an asshole. Yeah, exactly. That's key. Well, if you're an asshole, you're never gonna get more. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like it's just imagine actually just thinking that's a good strategy. Right? Like, 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 um, like what, I don't think you can control being an asshole. You either are one or you're not. Right. An what advice would you actually give a DJ? We, we constantly preach about branding, branding, branding. It'd yeah. be great to hear or, from you. Yeah, that, exactly. <laughs> what I'm saying, because we, we, we say it from the DJ's perspective, yeah. right? We always say, okay, this is the best way that we feel like you can build a relationship with a booker or how to get into these spots. And I think it would be dope to get advice from an actual person that books DJs yeah. on how, uh, if a DJ is like, okay, I want to just evolve in this and elevate and get into spots. Um, that you know that you have and your caliber of spots yeah. that you own being that you were a DJ back in the, in the in the past and now you are in the position that you are now what advice would you give a DJ that's just trying to elevate in this industry yeah well again number one is you're a good person so you walk yes. in you treat everybody with, with respect from whoever works there it doesn't matter yeah, from the front door to the to the back door it yeah, doesn't yeah. matter to the people helping clean the booth to the bottle service to the so so if you treat people with respect, you're going to get respect. So that's number one, right? right. Then you have to be a, a good DJ. So you have yeah. to work at your craft. Do you spend time putting your set together? Do you not just show up and play whatever you feel like, but actually put time into what am I going to play tonight? What do you know? Taking it seriously, right? right. So if you if you take DJing seriously and you work at your craft and you're a good person and you treat everybody with respect. That's that's like A, B, C, and D, yeah, right? That's right. that's that's so important. Yeah. Then, I mean, obviously, branding matters. Who are you? What is your brand? What's your logo? Have you put any any resources into who you are? Because right. it's that's your profession. So you know, yeah, your brand matters. Your logo matters. Your pictures matter. Do you get good pictures? You know, like do you get professional pictures taken? There's just there's like endless. We could talk about all the different things that that matter as 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 a DJ. Mm-hmm. Um, but it definitely is the basics. Do you work at DJing? Respect people, yeah. and you'll get respect back. Yeah. Do you get discouraged if you see one of your headliners is doing like a, a spot that's not like like a level or two down? That's not let's say not too far from here. Yeah. Is, do you see that as that booking that DJ doesn't line up with your brand? Yeah, that would be a bad idea. Yeah. So if you're playing the best rooms in the market or in the country or wherever you are, 
you can't go play a shit room for sure. the next week, the next day. Yeah. Like, pick the best gigs. If you want to be, listen, there's nothing wrong with 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 taking the most amount of gigs you can, right? right. So if you want to work two, three, four times a week or more, anywhere, sure. Well, then that's your strategy. If you want to work at the best places, no, you can't go then work at a non-good place, you yeah, know? Right. Um, it's tough, though, because there's only... You know, like we've been fortunate in this market to have all these different places and to have a group of DJs that are great, want to work with us, um, see the growth potential, understand what we're putting out. And, you know, before we had all these places, they would all play other places. They would all play other rooms. But it would usually be with like, hey, are you good? If I play this room, are you good? It's it's working it's with the yeah, booker yeah. or the owner or yeah. or wh- whoever to in respect first yeah. writer reviews like 100%. like some of the some of the people I let's say I've had problems with over the years sure. would be people that didn't give you the first writer refusal. So right. so if you play our room, well you can't just go play in the the com- <laughs> like literally the lead competitor's <laughs> room <laughs> the next week or a day. So. I've had people ask me, yo, do you want 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 me to get you booked at this menu? I go. Hell no. That's Remy's direct company. Yeah. You are crazy. Yeah. That's when I turn on, flip a switch. Right. So, like, uh, I try to be a nice person. I try to be a good person. Yeah, yeah, try yeah. to preach what I'm actually saying right now. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you, like, go against that. There's etiquette. Yeah. yeah 100%. Etiquette, yeah. yeah. But no one has. Very few people yeah. have. Very far yeah. few people. Yeah. And, and, and in fairness, you, it's, you're living, right? Yeah. So, if your living is based on how many gigs you get a week, you got to pick your best strategy of how to make that living. Yeah. It might not be work once a month at the best place in the market. Yeah. You know, it might be work four times a week at not the best place in the market. Yeah. So I think it depends, and, and each market is different. Each city's different, so um, each dynamic is different. Boston has always been a pretty competitive yeah. city. Like, no one really likes each other. Uh, you know, like <laughs> from New a York. club perspective. Yeah, like, if you play that club, oh, you're never playing that club. So uh, that's always existed in Boston. Yeah. Um, so, where do you where do you think Big Night stands? Big Night Entertainment stands, and you know, in comparison to Hakkasan and Tao, and and do you think those clubs or those companies get so much praise because of their Vegas success? And do you feel like you need to be in that market to, you know, get that? What a question! It's <laughs> <laughs> a great question. It really is because we strive to be Tao Group or to be Win Nightlife. Those are like, or to like be Big Brother. Yeah. To some degree. Yeah, I mean, Tao's the premium. They're the yeah. best, right? They, sure. So they did it in a way that I think we're doing it probably a few years behind them and not in New York, right? So they 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 killed it in New York, got the Vegas opportunity, and now just kind of kill it everywhere. Now they're and they're, or, yeah, yeah, everywhere. And they're creating, yeah, yeah. Madison Square Garden Group bought them, and now they're, uh, you know, right. endless, endless money and all this. You know, but they, but they deserve it. They did a great job. And they did it with multiple concepts in multiple genres, you know, yeah. with, like, that were cool and fun. And they 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 are hospitable people. Like yeah. and, and you know we say all the time we preach in this company like you have to be hospitable. Like yeah. we're in the hospitality industry. So false hospitality is yeah they're great. And, they and, and that's that's not the case for most clubs in general, and definitely not the case in New York for most clubs. So they they took hospitality and then blew it up. Hakkasan's an interesting example because that was definitely more of a, first of all it was a restaurant, right. and then they got a nightclub opportunity in Las Vegas. Sure. And yes that. That made Hakkasan relevant, right? Being a, a Vegas huge nightclub, and then Omni is the 
coolest nightclub I've ever seen in my life. I mean, like, <laughs> when you spend a hundred million dollars on a nightclub, yeah, right. you know, I, but they, I mean, I, they deserve right. all the credit in the world for building that masterpiece because yeah. that, that place is incredible. But whether it's Grubman in Miami or Tower Group or Win Nightlife in Vegas, like, yeah, I mean, listen, if Big Night was in Vegas, I'm sure we'd have a different stature within the community. I feel like recently with Memoir and Big Night Live, We've taken a little bit of a step up. Um, from and the grand, the grand started it obviously, um, but even as as great as like the grand success was in the first you know two years and winning nightclub and bar you know top nightclub in the country and all that stuff, it, it didn't do what Memoir and Big Night Live did, right? Mm. So Memoir's inside win Boston, right. Encore Boston Harbor. That instantly was different because now now we're in conversations with Sean Christie's and Alex Cordova's and Win Nightlife and, and MGM presidents and you know you're in a different conversation when you're in the three billion dollar casino so that was really cool yeah. and now we're in a different conversation because we have we're partners with Live Nation you know they're the bookers of, of Big Night Live awesome. um, so, so that venue um, has 2200 people next to the Boston Garden it's, there's so, and now it's live music mixed with DJs uh, any genre of music so like you know we're, we're in conversations with with the people that own the garden and they also own the Bruins and w they're our landlord and then with the people that own the Celtics um, and they have a new tequila called Sincoro that's that you know we're doing a lot with um, and then you have Robert Kraft who owns the Patriots who we're you know is our landlord so and then we have Foxwoods which is literally the country's largest casino yeah. the world's yeah. second largest casino so so we're in great locations with great landlords um, which is, has made a, a big impact on our business but now I think we're at the point where we're in some different conversations luckily you know uh, uh, happy to even be I love that question because just to even be mentioned in that group yeah. I, I just yeah. I want to we strive to be better than them like yeah. uh, if you yeah. know, in a perfect world you know we come out of this as the best ever right. uh, and that's what we strive for um, but in the meantime we'll, we'll just do the best we can and, and thank you for putting us in, the, in that group <laughs> definitely um, have to give you guys props because you guys like you, like you were saying earlier all these when you talk about the Tower Group you talk about the wins they come in these major cities when you, when you build a spot in New York you build a spot in Miami Vegas whatever because it's a major city it's already going to get you know what I mean? Yeah. That, that traction. Yeah. You guys are in Boston. Yeah. You know what I mean? You know, with all due respect, someone doesn't come to the he States. He doesn't really like Boston that much. <laughs> someone doesn't come to the States and goes, let's go to Boston. Wow. You know so, I mean? let me talk about that. So, so because obviously New York and L.A. are, are the yeah. two biggest cities in the country, right? And the two most important and the two most celebrity driven and business driven and, you know, everything about those two cities is 100% accurate. And so, yeah, we are, we are behind that and behind that credibility or whatever comes with that. That being said, Boston's a number 10 market or nine market yeah. in the country. It's on fire. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the business growth, it, it's, it might be, I don't know all the, the, the facts, right. um, but it's one of the fastest growing cities in the country. Yeah. The business market is huge. The, the education market, like you have BU, BC, yeah. Harvard, Tufts, you know, um, MIT, uh, Suffolk, Emerson, Berkeley, you, so many colleges. So there's like 400,000 college kids a year in this market. Mm, wow. So, and if you think about this, 100,000 new ones every year, wow. right? Because wow. freshmen. So, yeah. like, so 100,000 leave yeah. and 100,000 come. Yeah. But the, what what happened in the last five years is is the 100,000 that graduate don't leave. Now that there's 
um, more to being offered in the city, right. which I think is where we fit in so interestingly, is that the timing of opening the Grand two years ago, you know, Memoir and Big Night Live, all within the last year, we now have, have, have places for them to go. So it was never right. a nightlife right. city. Right. There were a couple of clubs, they were what they were. Yeah. There was no technology built, there was no function one sound systems, there were no 70 foot LED no. walls, yeah. there were no 200 kinetic lights in the ceiling, so yeah. that, that didn't exist. So now by by what what we strive for was be a Tao group place, exactly. be a Hakkasan group right. place, you know, be a wind nightlife place, and put out the absolute best product with the best technology, now those people are staying in this market. Yep, so yep. I would just argue with you that <laughs> Boston is, no, it's behind New York and LA, no, there's no, no, no denying no, that, no, no, but it's a saying. very hot and and, and, and that's city. What, yeah. And that's what I'm saying, yeah. and when I say yeah. my beginning statement was, I have to give you your flowers, yeah. because you guys are actually putting Boston, I'm quote unquote, on the map. Like, like Joe actually you, you guys are in that conversation now yeah. Boston is in that conversation yeah. when we bring up Miami when we bring up New York and LA you have to talk about Boston that's because, awesome I mean, that, because what you yeah. guys have been doing out here and in the last decade and, yeah. and you know creating all these properties it feels good because that's what we're trying to do right yeah. so yeah. We're, we're not settling for just being the best in Boston yeah. we don't want to just be the best in Boston no, right. like people say oh you're the best in Boston who cares right like we want to be the best in the country exactly. the best yeah. in the world yeah um, DJ Mag, you know, top 100 club mm. in the world. That's right. what we want. Yeah. Uh, no Boston club has ever been on that list before. Mm. You know, no Boston club has ever won nightclub and bar before. Mm. Right. So, like, that's what we're striving for is, is that next level and, and not letting Boston actually hold us back from being next level because yeah. what, what, what's stopping Boston from being... Right. It's a huge market in a huge hub, a huge airport, so there's a lot of activity coming in and out of out of the city with the education the best schools in the in the world are yeah, here so yeah. there's there's a lot of great but but you're 100 right everyone has to do their part in making it great and we're trying to do our part Absolutely. in the nightlife and hospitality and restaurant world and you know even build an empire and red lantern and you know those aren't that different than Tao. you know Tao itself as a restaurant and yeah. i mean i was and, gonna say when i went there we went there last night i'm like i totally felt the Tao vibes yeah and like just that elevated experience quality of food yeah like and in fairness, we tr pretty much tried to rip that one i mean yeah and i'm a resident back in atlanta Tao, so i'm not gonna diss nobody but yeah it was a great experience yeah, awesome. had a great time Thank um you. And I'll say it really quickly, the last time I was in Boston was probably 10 plus years ago when I met JD uh, on when I was on Warp Tour. And um, coming back, it's just so different. And obviously, scenery is beautiful. It's yeah. a beautiful city. Yeah. All the new development. Grand is pretty much in, in the middle of this yeah, brand new development plaza. Yeah. yeah. And um, I mean, when we were looking, we were like, "Damn, like yeah. that's like, that's I a said, beautiful said, entry." Like, <laughs> 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 I, I, I talk every time I get down to the Grand or Memo, we recap our weekends on the pod, and yeah. I talk about how great it was, and it's like. I can only tell, not just them, but I can only tell, tell people so much. Yeah. But, they haven't even stepped in the club yet, and they're looking at the outside like, you spin here? That's right. I can knock that one off. But we always talk about it on the pod. Big Night Live venues come up a ton uh, on the podcast, and uh, we got to give you your flowers. And, uh, Absolutely. Definitely grateful, and, and got to give you a thank you in person just for having the opportunity to do this. Not only this interview, but you know the link up that we got going on. Shout out to Beat Source and DJ City, yeah, um, who have kind of given us this platform. And yeah, thank and you. Know. We're happy to have you guys, and and we're just happy to uh, be here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, like right. it, we're we're in the fun business, yeah. and and we're just having fun every day. So Are you hanging out with us tonight? Yeah. 
Dope. All right. Dope. I don't know how late, but as late as I can. Hey, All right. That's Alan's thing. That's Alan's thing. We'll see, we'll see what my curfew is. <laughs> hopefully, hopefully I don't get pulled off, huh? <laughs> Before we get out of here, I wanted to also um, have you talk about Big Night Radio on globalization. Oh, uh, yeah. And also, we, the Mickey D's pod, and now, now we have our own show on globalization. Tuesday nights, 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. <laughs> Make sure we just launched today. So, we launched uh, it. Oh, yeah. sick. So, yeah. so we're part of the family, you know, another family. We're yeah, part we're all of, under the same tree. Um, yeah, we're all under the same tree. And um, I just want to know what, what should people expect from Big Night Radio? And I also wanted to talk about the marketing team that you guys have for Big Night in general. Because, yeah. I mean, not just because of this, but your recap videos are the best. Like the best I've ever seen, the best I see ever seen. In the turnaround time, it's like the next morning they're up, yeah, ready to go. Yeah, but, so, but let's talk about the radio first. Yeah, so so big night in general. Now that we have eighteen places, and and we're working on a couple of other venues, but nothing huge. Like we we're at our max of Boston nightlife. Like right. Boston nightlife can't get bigger than the three places we have. There's there's not enough people to to, to sustain that, but. Whether we go to other markets, whether whatever else we do next, there's nothing predetermined. But what I do know what we want to do is more things in music. So Big Night Radio is step one, which is, you know, guest mixes on globalization, um, you know, on Sirius, on Dash, on Kiss 108 here in Boston. Nice. Awesome. So with iHeart. So we have some goals there to, you know, so guest mixes, it's mostly, mostly, you know, dance music. Um, but like guest mixes by Aoki and Rehab and La Luxury and all those guys. Awesome. Um, as they come and play our venues, hey, let's do a mix and then get it, you know, on the, those three places. So, so Big Night Radio has been a cool thing that we just started, you know, a few months ago. Uh, excited about it. I think after that, you know, a lot of things might come down the music road. Uh, we're working on some management, you know, Big Night Talent, like a management company. Uh, Big Night DJ, sort of a, a, a marketing platform for yeah. DJs that that hopefully will come out in 2020. But um, beautiful, you know, we have a, a company called Big Mind Creative Group that that is in house, uh, three creative directors and 12 marketers that are that are constantly putting out, you know, back to the branding thing, you know, logos and branding, and so all of our brands, if you see them, are done by this team, um, and and it's been an important part of of setting the tone of what are you? You know, your brand, our brand as a restaurant or a nightclub is the same as a DJ's brand. Like it's the most important thing to who who are you and, and your long-term success is gonna be built off of that. Absolutely. So so marketing for DJs, management for, for talent and artists, um, Big Night Radio, uh, and you know, one of my goals for the future is Big Night Records, so. Nice. You know, awesome, yeah. you heard it and first. And no plans yeah. of opening up any restaurants outside of any any west of Boston anywhere. There's zero there. chance I can say that there's zero chance. Keep it close to home. No, no, I'm saying like there's there's zero like there, I, 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 we have no idea. Yeah. Uh, there's opportunities every week yeah. that hit our desk, and it's like you can't say yes to everything. Right. Yeah. Uh, so now it's like it's got to be the right opportunity. Um, and you know, you, like you can't just open a nightclub in Las Vegas, for instance. That's not an option. You need right. a you need a billion dollars with a B, yeah, yeah. you know, a B, like, literally. <laughs> and, even, and even if you do, like right. chaos, it doesn't mean that you're going to succeed. Absolutely right? not. So, yeah. so a billion dollars doesn't even work in Vegas, you know, right. necessarily. So, so who knows what's on the horizon? Um, I think we just have to be the best we can be here and sort of see what opportunities arise. So, but I, I would say that there is a, a, a chance of, of growth beyond New England for sure. Oh, yeah. awesome. We're looking forward to seeing that. Yeah. Hell yeah. Sure.
I know you want LA. Let me know. Yeah. <laughs> Let us know. You know tra- travel is travel is an interesting thing because as as an operator of a nightclub, you know, or a restaurant, you kind of have to be there. You gotta be right. there. So it's very hard. I think that's Trust what the people you got over there. Yeah, we've kept it in this core, you know, very specifically because you do have to kind of be around. Yeah. So it would be hard to just open something. One of us would have to move there full time, right, right. you know, um, or many of us uh, if we were to ever do that. Nobody so, has to move there. I'm already there. All right, all right, all right. All right. <laughs> I got it. Okay, man. We'll, we'll, we'll keep that in mind. <laughs> well, Dave just got a job interview after this. Uh, <laughs> but no, thank you so much yeah. for coming on the pod. Yeah, we absolutely. really appreciate no, you. Appreciate that was amazing it. to share your story. And I think we're. Any final things? Anything you want to plug? No. no, man, that was awesome. Yeah. Appreciate yeah, it. Yeah, yeah appreciate it. Thanks for yeah. coming on. Make it East Podcast. Another episode, episode is in the rest. Whatever, whatever, episode, whatever, whatever you want to call it. Episode later. <laughs> 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 uh, thanks for tuning in, and uh, we'll see you next time.